Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey there, folks. Greg Shepard here, Higher Ed Retired Podcast. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you out there listening to this silly little podcast that I've been putting on for quite some time. You know, the amount of downloads I'm getting from this podcast, I guess, tells me that there's content out there that you're thirsty for. So I'll do my best to provide said content con- content <laughs> whenever, whenever I can. And this episode, I hope, is no exception. Again, for those of you that aren't familiar with me, my name is Greg Shepard. I do have an investment advisory firm here in the Kansas City area. But with the evolution of technology, I'm able to help folks just like yourself, assuming you're in higher education, just get the most out of that often times confusing higher ed retirement plan. As always, I state before I forget, I must recite a sentence or two for disclosure purposes to keep those attorneys at bay. And it goes a little something like this. Investment advisory services offered by me, Greg Shepard, as an investment advisor rep of S&A Financial Services, Inc., which is a registered investment advisor. Again, in the Kansas City area, but I help folks just like yourself all over the country get through the weeds of that oftentimes confusing higher ed retirement plan. If you find yourself in the weeds on this episode with the content that I'm about to get into, by all means, uh, get in touch with me. Usually email is the best way or any other episode that you happen to listen to, listen to, or if you watch me for a few minutes on the YouTube channel that I have under the same name, Higher Ed Retire. Email address, if you wish to use that mode of communication, is greg at Shepherd financial.com that is g-r-e-g at s-h-e-p-a-r-d financial.com all right enough of that let's get going today's topic title however you want to word that is cleverly named transitioning into retirement and i actually just received an email this morning this is friday afternoon folks i'm looking to get out of here it's it's almost cocktail hour for me so I'm going to probably wrap this up pretty quick, but I did I did receive an email this morning that I wanted to share with you all in this episode. So we're going to piggyback a little bit off the original topic and get into what's called interest-only payments. Now, this episode is going to slant a little bit towards you folks out there with TIA contracts, TIAA, CREF, as they used to be called. Now they're they're more hip now, and they want to be called TIA. I'm sure they spent millions of dollars with a PR firm, and they said, hey, you need to shorten that down from TIAA Craft to TIA. You're going to get a whole lot more business with the name TIA instead of TIAA Craft. Who knows? But for those of you folks out there that are with Fidelity, this will be somewhat apropos to you as well, but just not as Fidelity is just not as confusing as a product. I'll call it a product uh, con- compared to the TIA platform. So, with that being said, let me give you an idea of what I'm talking about here with this episode. I am dealing with a certain individual that uh, I can't recall exactly. He reached out to me after listening to the podcast episode that you are, well, not this podcast episode, but my podcast series and or the YouTube channel as well. Reached out to me and said, hey, Greg, I am retiring, uh, me and my wife, actually, from the same higher ed institution here in a couple months. We want to put together a game plan that makes sense for the both of us. Fantastic, I said. Go ahead and... Uh, Send me the game plan that you're thinking of, or that Tia put together, actually, it was. And we'll just discuss it. You know, we'll shoot from the hip, very informal. That's the way I work. Nothing nothing too formal. 
and we'll just see what happens, see uh, how it plays out. So I'm actually staring at the email that he sent me. It's very, oh, what's the word here, elaborate in the sense that both of them have, I'm not, I'm not even going to count, uh, multiple contracts, probably around 10 between the two of them. And there's actually two proposals, one that Tia proposed and one that this individual, uh, I guess, is more favorable towards. And this individual is an engineer, so you can only imagine where this went. Uh, very technical, uh, which is fine. Very numbers-oriented, uh, numbers-driven, which is perfect. i got a lot of engineers as clients. So there's a lot of, in this case, over-analyzing. I see that a lot with folks, not everybody, of course, uh, in higher education, transitioning to retirement, just over-analyzing the situation. This is no exception by any means. So I'm not going to get into the weeds with this particular situation, but... As he, you know, I always give the mic, so to speak, to the individual that contacts me and said, hey, I say, hey, what's going on? You tell me where your pain points are. And and usually it's just like, you know, opening a fire hydrant or, or, you know, talking out of a fire hose. That's a terrible term. I I really screwed that one up. What I'm getting at is they just start purging information, okay, which is great. That's what I'm here for. A lot of times I do more counseling (laughs) than investment advice. So, this individual started getting into the TIAA proposal. And folks, we're talking multiple contracts, okay, different kinds of contracts, obviously, RA, GSRA, GRA, probably all of them, okay, that you can think of, they have. And there's an individual, uh, we'll call it strategy or proposal for each individual contract. We're talking interest-only payments. We're talking TPAs. We're talking lifetime income annuity options. We're talking rollovers to IRAs at TIA, of course. So just about every uh, strategy you can think of is within this overall strategy, okay? And he spent like after five minutes or so explaining. I mean, it was right here in front of me, so I knew the proposal. But he just kept going on and on and on and on and on. I, I finally interrupted him and said, "Hey, let's take a deep breath and take a step back. I know from your email how much income you are wanting." from your portfolio, okay? You have income of, you want income of X, all right? And I told him, hey, I I gotta be honest, I didn't even dive into this proposal from Tia or the one that you sent me for that fact, for that matter, because you're creating too, mu- too many complexities, too much complexity. And his wife, um, I could hear in the background was saying, yes, yeah, I told you so, and uh, she's more, you know, simplified than he is when it comes to numbers and the strategy. And he did agree. He did agree in the sense that there was a lot of moving parts, but he felt that that was the way to accomplish their financial needs, okay, which is great, okay? So let's just start unpacking that a little bit. That's what I said to this individual. Again, take a step back. We want income of X, okay? In order to get income from uh, your portfolio in the amount of X, You don't need all these moving parts. The idea of uh, retirement, to a degree, is reduce stress, reduce complexities. This individual, he and his wife, did a great job of educating themselves when it comes to TIA, but they're increasing complexities slash stress, and I knew that they they didn't understand all the nuances of all these steps, of, of these strategies. So I just said, hey, again, income of X, how do we accomplish that the most? And, and, and I don't want to steer you the wrong way. This, the simplest answer may not be the most financially sound, 
but in a lot of cases it is okay so I actually did something with this client I've um, I, I rarely do okay and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll dangle the carrot there and I'll, I'll let you know what that is here in just a second so we did um, not even close to what Tia uh, was proposing which was a fine proposal nothing against Tia but you know they had they had these automated systems that they'll spit out these projections and and strategies and a lot of them uh, very confusing and the client uh, the end participant doesn't really understand all the nuances okay and that's where I come into play so what we did is just kind of revamped the strategy and again without getting into the nuances we kept one of their ideas one of Tia's ideas okay um, or strategies however you want to word that and that was actually the lifetime income annuity option for a portion of their monies in one of the accounts because and I'm just going to give you the number here. We wanted from this portfolio. Now, th these weren't their total costs, but our goal, because he had other income coming in like Social Security, they both had pensions, so their income was actually pretty good. They wanted to accomplish, ah, geez, $35,000, $36,000 a year in income from, the from this portfolio. Now, the strategy that Tia put together basically not only locked up a lot of their money, but... For estate planning purposes, the money's gone upon their deaths, okay? And again, I'm not going to get into the weeds too much, but what we wanted to do is just free up some of those monies for their kids upon their death and also have more control over the assets. So this individual, what his idea was, take some of the liquid monies that Tia wanted to keep at TIA, okay? He wanted to roll that money over to an IRA, which is fantastic. I agreed with that. He wanted to keep it at Vanguard. He, had, he already has uh, a Vanguard IRA and combine the assets, and it was a sizable chunk of money, but he wanted to divvy those monies up amongst three or four different index-related Vanguard funds, which is fantastic, 100% in the stock market, and then siphon, I think it was 4% from, uh, from that portfolio. And I pushed back pretty hard. Again, he wasn't a client at the time, but I pushed back pretty hard, and his wife was actually on my side. I learned a long time ago, hey, if you got the, if you got the wife on your side, you're way ahead of the game, okay? Uh, and again, no exception here. Because he, by the way, that's tongue-in-cheek. I'm just joking, folks. Um, he had been in that Vanguard IRA, done very well over the course of his investing career. Uh, he figured out that he's made 8.3% per year on what he's doing just by index-related investing. Fantastic. Awesome. I told him, hey, congratulations, but guess what? Those days are over. In my, This is what I would say if you're a client, sir. Okay? You can do whatever you want. It's your money. But if you hire me as an advisor, I ain't doing that. Okay? Let me share with you what I want to do, or what I would do. I would basically flip those monies, inclusive of the monies you rolled over from Tia into the Vanguard, but I'd custody over Schwab, okay, which is fine. We can still buy Vanguard stuff if we want, but let me show you these bond ETFs slash mutual funds that right now, folks, it's August 2023, so if you're listening to this in the future, this may not be the case, but as it stands right now, interest from these bond investments are literally 7.9%. Okay, now it's a little high. They're going to revert back to the norm at some point, maybe 6%, something like that. But look, we can generate enough income from this portfolio by utilizing bond interest payments to satisfy that $35,000, $36,000 you were looking for. Why would you want, sir and ma'am, why would you want to expose yourself to the volatility of the stock market when you're... you're you're taken care of. If, if this portfolio is done correctly, it should outlive you two, two lifetimes over. Why would you want to expose it to the stock market? Okay, and his, 
he actually did agree. Uh, he didn't understand what, how the bond market worked, didn't understand interest payments. He just knows he's made 8.3% per year, going to siphon 4% off uh, basically in perpetuity, and they're done, okay? Now, keep that in mind, okay? Keep that on the back burner there. The lifetime income annuity option I referred to earlier, we chose to do that. I told him, I, if you were a client of mine, I would actually choose that. I normally wouldn't do that. The reason I did state that he should do that is because that would have paid him, will pay him, I think it was $39,000. He didn't like all the um, downfalls of it, mainly the estate planning issue and the, and the liquidity issue because obviously that money's locked up and pretty much gone upon both of their deaths. But I said, hey, I, I, you know, I, I normally wouldn't do this, but it's going to pay like 8%. These lifetime income annuity options, if you've been around a long time, can be an attractive feature an attractive pillar of your retirement plan. And so I think it was at 7.97%, which is 8%. And, you know, that's going to be pretty difficult to beat in perpetuity over here on liquid money. And so they finally agreed. She, I think, pushed him a little bit more. And uh, everyone agreed that, hey, our, our income, our expenses, sorry, is, is will be satisfied by this lifetime income annuity option. The, the uh, liquid monies, and there were a lot of it, go over to an IRA and invest in a conservative fashion, okay, therefore not having the volatility with the uh, index-related stock investments, and they're done. And I could just hear him, and he told me that he just took a big sigh of relief because he was trying to figure out all of these moving parts that Tia has, and he couldn't really grasp it. He was losing sleep over it, and she, she, she certainly was. Okay, so we essentially... Are going when it's all said and done, going to have let's call it two different accounts. We're going to have that lifetime income annuity option and a rollover IRA. Whereas prior, I don't even know how many there, there, like a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of different moving parts slash accounts to siphon from. And guess what? At the end of the day, I hate using that cliche. We were able to generate more income than that original TIA proposal. Okay, again, I'm not I'm not downplaying Tia. Fantastic job. Uh, but I think a lot of times, I don't even think, I, in my experience, just about every time, I, I can't think of a time where it just didn't apply, the smartest financial game plan typically involves both vendors if you're a Tia. Okay, a combination of both, best of both worlds. Now, I've been talking a lot about TIA. Fidelity is a different story. Uh, Fidelity, because you don't have the TIA traditional, that's that's where this really, um, that, that's where the diff- difficulties come into play, is a TIA traditional. If you're, if you're over at Fidelity, it's pretty simple. We typically, not typically, always, 100% roll over to an IRA at Schwab and then siphon from there. Done. <laughs> okay. We're not dealing with that liquidity issue over at Fidelity. And by the way, if you have a choice, in my opinion, uh, actually I got a call with somebody, uh, I think it's next week, uh, reached out to me, and he has Fidelity and Tia as an option, and we're going to do what I what I coined the best of both worlds, okay, Using t- utilizing Tia and Fidelity. Most institutions will allow that while you're still employed, contributing to your 401A, 403B, 457. Okay, so the crux or, or the, the catalyst was this individual reaching out to me, and what I'm relaying to you is simplify things, okay? Simplification can a lot of times accomplish more than the complexities of what TIA will present you. Not always, okay, not always, 
but uh, there's that. Um, another thing I want to mention is that, uh, got, like, like I mentioned earlier, is that I got a, uh, received an email earlier today about an individual that was proposed interest-only payments. All right, and sometimes this can be good, sometimes not so good. This individual, uh, I agree. So she reached out to me, uh, became like a, I guess I, I, I would say a prospect, okay? And I showed her different things, different strategies that we can do with her TIA money. One of those options that I showed her was an interest-only payment for 100% of her account, all of it. I mean, she had different contracts. You, and by the way, you can't always take interest-only payments from each contract, so make sure you contact Tia or contact me, and I can help you out with that. So um, I have the advantage of through my institutional website. So this lady actually um, provided me with what's called a Tia authorization form for my firm, and so I'm able to see her accounts in my institutional website. I have I have the advantage of clicking on this button inside the institutional website where it shows me all the different strategies afforded to her. Uh, with her TIA account. And one of them, in this case, was the interest-only option, which was afforded to her in all of her accounts, okay? So we showed her different scenarios, you know, rolling over the money to an IRA, keeping money there, some lifetime income annuity options. And at the end of the day, I told her, I said, hey, and she contacted TIA as well, just to make sure <laughs> what I said was correct. These interest-only payments, pretty attractive. And not only is it attractive, you don't touch principal for as long as you want. Okay, uh, I may not get these numbers right, but I want to say like um, her interest-only payment was going to be, I can't remember exactly, like $5,000 less a year than what the lifetime income annuity option would be. Now, do, do you understand the difference though? Interest-only is just interest, and then she still has that principal. The lifetime income annuity option, that money's gone. I mean, you'll, you'll get it, of course, on a monthly basis, but that money be gone, okay? So she really... I was like, hey, this is not a, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a no-brainer, but uh, I vote for that one. And also, you know, I don't get paid on that, of course. So I'm always, as a fiduciary, I've always got to do in my, you know, what, what I feel is right in the best interest of the client, okay? So I said, hey, of course I'm biased. I like the rule of IRA, liquidity, all that stuff. Uh, but this is pretty attractive, that interest-only payment, um, and I'm pretty sure she's going to opt for that, which is great, which is fantastic. You want to do what's in the best interest of yourself. And the more education you have, the better educated decision, of course, you can make. So what I wanted to accomplish with this episode is really, again, take a deep breath when you're transitioning to retirement, into retirement. Simplify your situation. I do believe uh, I've seen from experience that typically the answer financially is a combo if you're with Tia. A combo of, in my case, Schwab and Tia to accomplish that goal. If you're just working with Tia, of course, they're going to try to keep your, all your assets with Tia, as they should. That's what they should do. Uh, but, you know, just know that's that's their that's their mantra, okay? They are a business, and so they're not going to advocate you taking money out of Tia. Uh, same thing with Fidelity. If you talk to Fidelity, they're going to try to keep your assets there as well. Uh, in my opinion, I like to roll those monies out of t uh, Fidelity and access a rollover IRA. In my case, at Schwab, but other places as well, then extract from those monies at retirement. Also, interest-only payments. Oh, one, gosh, I almost forgot this. Hopefully, you haven't tuned out yet. Uh, I have seen where the interest-only payments are not advantageous. And what I mean by that is that the rate, the, in, the actual interest, isn't that attractive. I mean, we're talking 3 4%. 
which on the face of it might sound good, but I, like I told these other folks that ran across the situation, you could do the same thing with a bond portfolio. Why wouldn't you do that? Um, take those monies over to a rollover IRA, again, in my case, Schwab, or you can go anywhere, access certain bond funds that are paying six, seven, eight, right now, 9%. It's the same thing. You don't touch principal. So you have X hundreds of thousands of dollars in a rollover IRA. You're just taking interest from that portfolio as income. Don't touch the principal. It's the same thing. Okay. Um, now the interest only payment is going to be guaranteed, whereas a bond portfolio, that interest is going to be volatile. Okay. It'll go up and down. But if you're looking at 3% interest only from TIA, um, 3 or 4%, you should be able to accomplish that with the bond portfolio over at uh, a vendor of your choice with a rollover IRA. Okay, deep breath. Um, Friday afternoon, I'm well past cocktail hour. My buddies are meeting up at a local Mexican restaurant, and they're, I can already uh, hear the text messages. So I'm way behind. I'm going to leave you with that, folks. If Again, if you find yourself in the weeds uh, regarding your situation, or you just need a little push or guidance, however you want to word that, folks, feel free to contact me. Folks do it all the time. Okay, I have no problem uh, extending uh, a helping hand for those that want it. All right, folks, Greg Shepard here. Let me give you my email address real quick. Again, greg at shepardfinancial.com, G-R-E-G at S-H-E-P-A-R-D, financial.com. Hey, folks, go out there and have a good one. Take control of that retirement today. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.